Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Hello. Good morning. So today uh, I wanted to share a story about the time I had the most fear the biggest fear reaction in my life. <laughs> that was like wow. a fun way to start a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you're still here, so it must have turned out okay. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, my son and I went up to the Boundary Waters. And the Boundary Waters is a canoe camping area in northern Minnesota. And it's giant, right? So mm-hmm. for for people listening who've never heard of the Boundary Waters, it's but uh, there's a whole ton of lakes. They're connected by little portages, which is where you have to carry your canoe and your packs between the lakes. Yeah, it's um, very remote. You, very remote. Yep. You get up there and you are completely in the wilderness. And, uh, yep. you know, even if you wanted to get out, it would take you sometimes, you know, most mm-hmm. of the day or a couple of days to even get out. Right. So. Right. Us Minnesotans like that. That's a, <laughs> That's a thing. I think That's I get a thing. lost in the woods for a few days. <laughs> so uh, my son and I went up there uh, and we, you know, we canoed in um, and we're, we're pretty far in there and we set up camp and uh, he... How, how old was your son at this time? He, he was 13. Okay. So, so... Uh, big enough to carry some packs <laughs> which is <laughs> the only key. time I would bring my children <laughs> um so we're we set up camp and we ate and um and that night he he said that he wanted he wanted to see the stars because you know we could see the stars but at camp it's through the trees right he, but he said hey I really want to go see the stars um so we thought hey let's let's go see the stars from the canoe on the lake right because then our, our view will be unobstructed uh-huh. right yep and it'll be beautiful well so we set our alarm and we got up at 1 a.m and we walked down to the shore wow and we got in our canoe and we pushed off into the absolutely still lake yep right yep there's no wind there's no noise there's no light pollution, you know, just the Black. dead nil stillness, right? Uh, yeah. And the, the thing about this night was the moon wasn't out. Oh, so, right, right. So there are, you know, there's like, depending on the cycle of the moon and where everything yeah. is, sometimes the moon's not out. And so it was really dark. It was like absolutely really dark. dark. Yep. Hmm. And we pushed out and I looked up and there was a million stars it was hmm. striking hmm. how many stars there was you know you don't realize in Mm-mm. if you live no. anywhere near a city it's night you see a couple of stars yeah but up there it's uh, it's amazing how many yeah. stars there are um and then i looked down and there was a million stars all reflecting off of that lake oh right mm-hmm. and i looked you know, 
I guess horizontally, I looked out, I looked back from where mm -hmm. we came. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't see the shore. Oh. And so I, and so I couldn't see the shore and right there, just the peak of fear. Yeah. I'm not just, I was not anxious. Like, Oh no, where's the shore? This was the most visceral huh. fear I've ever felt in my life. Like yeah. I can't see the shore. We are out in the middle of this giant lake. There is no light. I can't tell up and down. I was getting vertigo. I thought the canoe oh. was tipping and and I, and I couldn't see wow. that shoreline and I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Because the mind takes over at that moment, doesn't it? Like just yeah. as you started to tell the story, I was already picturing sea monsters. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, I, the mind takes you know, over in, in areas I, oh, where <laughs> Yeah. This, this innocent attempt to look at stars, I just killed my self and my son. You know, like, I know, like I was going crazy. Oh, like, that's so, that's um, scary. That is scary. It was really scary. And then I don't know how long it was. Could have been two minutes. Could have been two seconds. Yeah. Uh, I remembered that we had a really high powered flashlight. So we had mm. brought our flashlight. And mm. so I was able to take that flashlight and scan in a circle around the canoe until I could see the shore again. Wow. And as soon as I locked onto that shore, I just held the flashlight on that on, on the shore and we paddled straight back for it because oh. I could not handle yeah. being out there without seeing that shoreline. Yeah. I, I just didn't do it. That was a thing I needed to have when I was out in the canoe and I didn't realize it. Yeah. I, I, I really like this story and, and, you know, for our listeners, um, JJ and I try to have sort of a global idea of what we want to talk about, but we don't tell each other what we want to talk about in depth or <laughs> tell each other the story. So, but I, I really appreciate the story because it's such a good metaphor for how we are with ourselves. Yeah. That's when when I was reflecting on that, you know, not being able to see the shore, right? I like yeah. this idea that when we're learning about ourselves, when we're maybe exploring um, what triggers us, you know, mm -hmm. oftentimes that's things from our past, mm -hmm. right? It kind of feels like we're out in that boat, yeah, right? Away yeah. from shore, yeah, and, yeah, in the dark. Sometimes we in the dark, yeah. And it's scary. And of course it's scary. It's going to be scary. Yeah. Well, 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 I have a, <laughs> sort of a counter idea to that. Like um, in the self-awareness journey, I've been with a multitude of people now who have started the journey and are quite a bit through it. And there seems to be this real strong expectation like for everybody that going deep or going into the dark places mm -hmm. of ourselves is going to be terrifying um we that's what everybody seems to think at the beginning of this journey and that terrifying is exactly as you described it's straight up confusion i can't tell which end is up i'm afraid i don't i can't see it feels so dark and scary and I have all these memories or I have all of these feelings that I have been pushing away 
because it's too scary. And it may not even be from past traumas. It may just be self-expectation that has mm-hmm. not gone as planned. And when we set ourselves up with an expectation, we're setting ourselves up also for a resentment of it not working. And then that feels yucky. So we just put that feeling away because who wants to feel like a failure? Who wants mm-hmm. to feel bad? And so we get in this cycle um, we get in the cycle of don't leave the shore because it's dark and inky black and little bits of light might shine through, but there's no guiding post. Right. And the guiding post um, traditionally has been therapy. If you've Mm. repressed your feelings or if you've made yourself feel so bad, or if you feel so bad in your life that you don't want to address why, you know, typically what, what would your friends or your family say? Oh, you should go see somebody. Yeah. You got to go talk to somebody, right? You got to go talk to somebody. You got to go talk to them. But the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes that just doesn't work. It makes you feel worse. Mm. (laughs) And so somehow we have lost our own GPS to feeling safe in ourselves Mm -hmm to enter into the experiment of, well, if we got to know ourselves a little more, what, what would that look like? Um, I was, uh, I was in a coaching session yesterday and it's a person I've been working with for about just under six months. They began the self-awareness journey from a place of uh, really extreme unhappiness um, constant self-evaluation. And this person is a rock star, but just never trusted themselves to be that. Like everybody else saw this great leader, young leader. Mm -hmm. And this person did not see that. They felt that they were not good enough, that they had the, this person's particular issue was they felt they always had to be whatever the other person wanted them to be. Like they constantly mm. modified themselves. Oh, this person wants me to be like this, so I'm going to be that. And then yeah, that's a really hard way to live. Oh man! And then that's years, a hard way to be. Yeah, and years and years of experience. So when we start talking about this, doing the self awareness journey, it was like, oh no, nope. I'm already in a state of being really nervous um, and uncomfortable. I don't want to go in the canoe. <laughs> Cause there's going to be a Loch Ness monster in right, this lake. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I tell this story is because yesterday in the conversation, they said um, in just a passing comment, well, I've been feeling so good for the last two weeks. I can't even remember a day in the last two weeks where I felt like I used to feel And now I only want to make decisions that keep me feeling like this. Hmm. And they just glossed over that as though that wasn't a major breakthrough. But to hear a person say, I was afraid of who I was. I couldn't be Mm -hmm. myself. And a few short months later, I now have gone into that canoe. It wasn't scary. As a matter of fact, the moon came out 
and it was so bright. Mm. I saw everything <laughs> and the stuff that I saw was really cool. And I'm really deeply satisfied with who I am. That's awesome. It's That's shocking. Amazing. It's shocking how fast that happened mm -hmm. with just a little different focus point. Yeah. You know, and just a plus one, and then I'll stop talking for a couple minutes. But the other thing that was super interesting is um, this person had also been going to therapy and midway through this process made the decision that they didn't need the therapy. And I'm always, I am not a professional in that way. I am not advocating if someone should have therapy, not have therapy, be on medication, not be on medication. But I simply say this example, this person said, that therapy was actually making it harder for me. Mm. Why do you think that is? Because that maybe that method um, for her at least mm -hmm. was just ramping up the fear and the anxiety. Yeah. Revisiting these things that, yeah. yeah. You know, I think we all, I think we've all heard, you know, you know, this, the idea that like, Hey, if you've got past trauma, you know, you need to confront it. You need to dive into it. You mm -hmm. need to, you know, and I don't, I don't know, you know, again, you and I aren't, aren't professionals in, in that way. So we're not going to yeah. advocate what, what you yeah, should one do. Way or the way, other. But, yeah, exactly. But really the question is, as, as we think, as each individual thinks about themselves and what those past memories are, mm -hmm. you know, does diving into that stuff actually serve them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and no, no, don't don't feel like external pressure. Like, hey, no, you know, you've had past trauma. You should and have to go attack it and dive into it and confront it head on. Like, um, not that you need to ignore part of who you are, but yeah, you know, maybe you don't need to. Yeah. Maybe there's a different way, right? Right. And I, I, I was just going to say that exact thing. I think there's a different way. I think there's a different way. And I've seen this way work many, many, many times over the last few years. And it worked for me. Like it, it worked for me. There were times in my life where I felt so um, insignificant and not good enough. Mm. And um, like deeply felt that way. And what, what showed up on the outside was that anytime anyone would even try to give me feedback or be, you know, even if they were trying to be helpful for me, I took it as a, an, an attack mm -hmm. and I would, I would feel so defensive. Like I just almost wanted to like cover my head up with my arms. Like, um, because I, I was so raw or so mm. sensitive because of my own feelings that any, any pressure on the outside would just be like, enough to make me just want to, you know, like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I don't want to talk about this. I, I don't want to talk about it. Like that used to be my famous line. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to mm -hmm. talk about it. I would push it away. I would push my feelings away because I was so uncomfortable with them. And for the first time in my life, when I started doing this, um, it was scary. Like it was very scary because I thought everything was going to change. Mm -hmm. I thought if I'm not the way I am now, None of my, and if I change, nothing's going to work. Like mm -hmm. I'll change, but then everybody that I love right now won't love me back or mm -hmm. it won't work anymore. Like none of this will work. My relationships will be compromised. 
what if people see me differently? What if, I mean, I just want people to really like me. I want people to love me. And, and this is, this is what I realized. I realized that my need to make other people like me was because there were parts of me I didn't like. Mm. So I felt like if I can just, um, if other people can like me enough, it won't matter. If other people can like me enough, it won't matter that I don't really like myself. And and I'm just smiling now, which you can't see, but I'm smiling now because here's the interesting part of this journey. What I uncovered, I actually really liked. And <laughs> I the more I liked myself, the less I worried about if other people liked me. Mm-hmm. And here's the funny part though is that the less you worry if other people like you, the more people like you. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't care anymore. Yeah. I mean, you the know. The irony, like... <laughs> the irony of the whole thing. Life is irony, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes hopping in that canoe and floating out to the middle, middle of a dark, inky, black lake um, <laughs> has the metaphors of like a very scary experience and yet you got back to the shore fine yeah but i was i wanted to ask you about the you know when we talk about the self-awareness journey um we talk about you know being our authentic self and being our actor self and you know one of the triggers that pushes us off balance out of our centered state is fear yeah right mm-hmm. and yeah you know in in my story luckily i had that flashlight which was able to get me back to that centered state yeah but when we're in our heads yeah and, and we got that fear going what what tips or tricks or or mm. or self check-ins would you think you know think about to get us to, to get that flashlight back to the shore. <laughs> I, I think like, you're really right. Like the fear factor, you know, and I always say there's two sponsoring feelings to absolutely everything that humans have, and it's either love or fear. And I think that the two most common fears are I'm not enough or I don't have enough. I think those are the two most driving mm. fears. And like even, and you could even take take it back to the story that you just gave. Like your your story was I was in the middle of nowhere and I wasn't equipped to get myself back. I didn't have mm-hmm. enough. I didn't have enough light. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough GPS. I didn't have enough. And um I really think that getting behind, and I always say this, what's behind that feeling? So usually that's our reactive state. And then we spend all of our time focusing mm-hmm. on reaction. Oh, I felt like this. And next time this happens, I'm going to do this. So I don't feel that way. Like we focus on the external secondary part, which is the reaction. And I think that the first part of this journey is looking at ourselves actually through the lens of objectivity and observation mm-hmm. instead of emotion and judgment. I honestly think that that's the key to everything is if you can create some objectivity, there's so much space for you to move around in that, mm. you know, like, like what if you had gone out in the middle of that lake 
And all of a sudden you had this fear. And instead of it completely consuming you and causing almost a, a panic attack. Yeah. And it literally, you know, I felt I could have, I felt I was probably close enough to such a panic that we would have tipped the canoe and that would have been yeah. a very dangerous place to be. So like, and that's so I, real. That's so real for, for people. Yeah. I mean, how many other panic attacks can we explain, explain or experience or heard of other people having where the reaction becomes, uh, you almost want to call worse. it irrational. Yeah. And it becomes worse than the, the situation yes. you're actually in. Right? Exactly. So like going yeah. back to, yes, that's precisely right. So like, but what if you could say, um, if you could create a little space mm -hmm. and say, what's behind this? Yeah. So like in that story, like even in that story, what's behind this? Are you kidding me? It's pitch black. I'm on a lake. I've never yeah. been <laughs> on a lake in the pitch black. Okay. So what you're experiencing is something that you've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Right. And if I could have checked in with that emotion yeah. and gotten, like you said, did you say, you said get some space or get a yeah. gap between, right? Mm -hmm. And for you know, we, we hear that word a lot, you know, when we talk about meditation and things like that. Right. Yeah. But it, but it is really, whether you want to be into meditation or not, just the idea that your body is going to have a physical reaction to right. all sorts of things. Yep. First, and if you can develop that, just even a moment or two, you know, I don't even want to say a whole second, but sometimes even just us, a split second mm -hmm. of time yeah. between that emotion and the reaction, the your mental reaction to it, it yeah. can be really valuable. Because it's really gives, helpful. Yeah, because it gives you an opportunity to create objectivity. So, like for example, like um, okay, in that moment you got away from shore and it was terrifying, and you probably felt this burden of responsibility because you also had one of your children with you. You were in an area you've never been before, and you were in a situation you've never done before. And this notion that we're not going to get out of this. And yet, if you sat for a minute and went, huh, wow, I feel scared. Like I feel really scared right now. But mm -hmm. let me just, let me just, that's really interesting. Like there's obvious reasons. Like if I look around, there's obvious reasons why I'm scared, but am I okay? Like, yeah. isn't that interesting? I'm having such a strong reaction. Like, isn't that interesting? It yep. just gives enough space for you to say, okay, well, at least how about if I give the positive equal time? Yeah. Because we don't. The minute we get scared, we start creating all sorts of big, hairy, scary stories. That's true. What happens if you were to say, well, just a second. I know we got here. <laughs> Right. We got here. We, did, we didn't push off that hard. We're probably like eight feet from the shore. <laughs> <laughs> I was painting a picture that we were like 200 yards out in the middle of a gigantic, you know, abyss. You're probably up we to your probably knees. literally like we could have walked back. <laughs> <laughs> but in that moment, though, you didn't feel like that. You know, it's like no. in the moment you didn't give the positive equal time because heck no, you're not going to. You're terrified, you know. <laughs> It's so, and, and, I, and you're going to swamp the canoe, but you had said how still of a night it was, you know? Yeah, so, no, so, you know, the fact is, is that the safest thing in that situation was to just sit there calmly. 
Yeah, <laughs> right. And the canoe wasn't moving. We weren't yeah. moving. Nothing was moving. Yeah, that's the case with most things. If we just most sit things, for a yeah. moment and we realize, wait a minute now, wait a minute, I am feeling really freaked out right now. Mm-hmm. What's behind that? What does this just what is sit this calmly with yeah. that emotion? You know? Yeah. 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 And and well, it may I, not completely go away. Like, I mean, it might not, you might still be scared, but yeah. when you have that initial body reaction and it puts you into that fight or flight mm-hmm. and then your brain responds with, heck yes, you're right body. Let's get out of here. Like it's a <laughs> Scooby-Doo moment. Whereas sometimes like if your body has that quick fight or flight, then your brain can go, huh, isn't that interesting? Is that yeah. true? The, the other thing I've, noticed with especially uh uh whenever i have a strong physical reaction uh you know the chemicals in your body like create that reaction and they don't just instantly go away no right no the the other night i i had a a dream you know that i i don't know i had a dream i was getting like run over by a car or something right like but it was i was like (laughs) i was like i woke up and i remember laying there feeling oh, you know yeah. all that adrenaline and all yeah. that chemicals just through my whole body and i and i just i remember how long it took for mm. that to mm-hmm. actually come down i just i really purposely laid there feeling that yeah kind of course through my body and then fade Wow. But it probably took a couple of minutes, right? Wow. Yeah. When we think about those reactions, we've got to realize that, that those, those physical reactions are with us for, for minutes or maybe hours after that event. It's not like we can just turn that off. Right. We can recognize that that's part of the way our body reacts. Right. And in the module with the self-awareness journey, the teaching module around feelings, we really go into that a lot. The body chemistry, the body feelings of what happens when something emotional, when you have an emotional response, you know, when something external happens in which you have an emotional response. I remember one time I was driving, I was, I was in my twenties and a car pulled out right in front of my car and I slammed on the brakes so hard that everything that was in the back of my car came to the front of my car. Mm. And you know, when you're 20, you pretty much live yeah. out of your car. So there was all <laughs> kinds of weird stuff there. But I, I remember having a metal taste in my mouth. And I had read in books where people would talk about fear and getting mm-hmm. a metallic mm-hmm. taste in their mouth. And I remember thinking, mm-hmm. well, that's like the weirdest thing. I've read this in several books and I've never heard of that before for real. And in that moment, I had the exact same reaction. So yeah, the body responds in all sorts of really meaningful and wonderful ways, actually, because it's yeah. telling us how we're, we feel. And the thing I think is so interesting is that you know we're using these examples that you know, and I think it's really easy for everyone to relate to these examples that are physical things that happen, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But those same reactions happen with all sorts of just mental things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that aren't so obviously you know, physically threatening, but there's our environment is filled with lots of triggers that we take as, you know, whether consciously or not take as threatening or, or an induced fear. And, and we react the same way, you know, there's no, the body's not filtering these things. It just, it's like a fear. Here's a response. Let's go. 
Yeah, right. you're going around the grocery yeah. store around the corner with your cart <laughs> a little too fast and somebody's doing the same thing and you bang into each other, you have the same sort of, oh my same. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been such an interesting conversation. Thanks for telling me. I didn't us realize my little canoe story had so many parallels into uh, <laughs> self-awareness. <laughs> so my only thing is headlamp. Next time, yep. headlamp. So we're going up there this summer again and I'm I'm really not sure if we're going to get stars or not, but we'll we'll see when we get up there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.